Okay, here we go again. Another episode of the Hanging with Monster podcast, and this is episode 109. And I talked to a four-piece death metal band from California, Vakish. And yeah, I get to know the guys and find out what their name kind of means, uh, where they got that from. Uh, ask them how the band formed and when they all kind of got into music individually, uh, usually it's, you know, like an older uncle or an older brother, sister, cousin, or something that kind of introduces uh, the person into music and get them into their style. So yeah, they explain that. Uh, I ask them, you know, since they're out in California, what the local scene is out there and uh, how they got into music and brought them to have an interest in forming a band uh, to begin with. Yeah, uh, what else? I asked them about their local venue that they uh, that they play at. Um, I asked them about hobbies and uh, some other stuff, you know, just to get to know the band and listen to their music. It's, uh, it's really good stuff. So if you like some death metal from California, you know, they're a new band. They came out with their self-titled EP back in 2021. And, yeah, that's uh, about it. Check it out now and get to know the band, Vacuous. And, uh, yeah, I play two songs from them, as I do with uh, most podcast uh, episodes. That's about it. So here's episode 109. Check it out with the Hanging with Monster podcast. And you already know, crank those jams. We're doing another episode of the Haney with Monster podcast. This is episode 109, and I'm talking to the guys from Vacuous. Uh, they're from California, death metal band. Hello, all. <laughs> nice to see you. I got uh, three, <laughs> three, three of you guys on here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, you guys uh, want to introduce that. yourselves and, and uh, explain what you do in the band then? I'm a madam vocalist. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. My name is Daniel, and I I play guitar. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. At least I pretend like I do. <laughs> yeah. My name's uh Nick. Slap bass or try to. Oh, sweet. 
Yes. Lap of the pace. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how uh how did you guys all form? Did you uh know each other then or uh how how did that all start? Well Matt and I are brothers. Okay. So we've, we've known each other a little while. Yeah. Uh, um and we, you know, just wanted to do music together so you know, we were like, okay, cool. You know, let's just start writing some songs and um, you know, just kind of see where it takes us. And, um, you know, through life circumstances, work, and just knowing people, you know, we met, uh, we met Nick, bassist, and our drummer, uh, Ryan, and just showed him the music and, you know, they were into it. So, uh, yeah, we've just been playing together and having a great time ever since. Sweet. Yeah. How did you guys uh first get uh I guess introduced to uh music and and you know what what made you want to uh you know uh form the idea of doing a band? <laughs> was there I'd like- say I, I mostly just... oh, my bad. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I go was going to say I I mostly heard uh <laughs> I mostly heard metal from him growing up cuz initially I was like um I'm 3 years younger so Oh, okay. um, and we were raised in like a conservative household. And so that kind of stuff was, I mean, it was out there. And, you know, as you listen to more, you kind of just, um, you become sicker and sicker, you know, you listen to like more and more gnarly <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. So like I, I started initially with like Christian hardcore oh, okay. <laughs> and then kind of worked my way into like regular hardcore, things like that. And then um, kind of branched into death metal, but it was mostly like a lot of uh, hearing Dan uh, practice and play, uh, I mean, for years and years, or I was kind of like, this stuff is pretty good, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like where it started. And then um, I decided to, at first, I kind of just faked till I make, uh, till I was going to make it uh, with <laughs> vocals and like started a project when I wasn't really ready. But eventually, you know, kind of learned the techniques and got good um, oh, yeah. and found our way here together. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, Dan, you, you became uh, basically the uh, music. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I got I, I'm home. As you can see, you know, I, I'm not driving anymore. So, oh, you know, OK. It's, yeah, yeah. It's well, safe that's... for me to put on the video. I don't want to be distracted while I'm driving because oh, you know, yeah, yeah. driving well... in Southern well... California, it's it's it takes a special kind of person to, you know, oh, calmly, calmly do that. Yeah, does. I just all the rumors a, are true. Uh... I just posted a video. Uh, I just uh, suddenly um, hooked up a camera that records uh, records like uh, me driving and stuff on my car uh, so I could have it right. in case anything happens or whatever like that. Um, That's kind of cool. Oddly enough, the first time I tried to record myself, uh, I almost got into a wreck uh, Friday <laughs> where, <laughs> where I was driving and uh, it came up to a quick uh, corner uh turn and i i wasn't i was trying to uh plug in my uh, ipod uh at the time uh so that it would charge uh because it was getting ready to to die on me and so i look up and there's a a sign that's that shows that the corner's like right there oh yeah and i so i had to whip it one way and then correct myself the other way and then uh, avoid all guardrails and everything and uh so as soon as you said that i was like oh yeah i know (laughs) i know exactly what you mean (laughs) about keeping your eye on the road (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, man it's uh you got to pay attention out there yeah yeah, um (laughs) 
yeah as as far as how i got started playing i think um i had a family member a cousin of mine that she was into metal and um i think i was like eight or nine or something like that and um (laughs) she played uh, a band called under oath they're not really metal it's i guess like a post hardcore or something like that um but you know i I, that was the first time i'd heard you know like any music was screaming in it and i was like you know i I just kind of like jumped around i was a little jumping bean i was like this is pretty cool yeah and um (laughs) pretty much forgot about them until i was like 13 or 14 or something like that and then um just found them on youtube way back in the day um yeah they had a music video for uh you're ever so inviting off to find the great line which was super cool um so i pretty much just listened to them until uh i had a neighborhood friend who had um you know guitar hero i went over to his house and um i played raining blood by slayer and i was like i gotta oh, get a guitar and he was like oh yeah. shit yeah so you know i, I was under I was oath instantly... slayer yeah yeah so that was that was exactly how i went from nothing under oath slayer. oh it gets better so after i heard raining blood because i was like dude that song is awesome he's like bro if you think that's cool check this out and then he showed me um hammer smashed face by cannibal corpse so i was like this oh, is shit. even cooler yeah. so you went this straight up from heaven all the way to hell oh yeah and then it was a perfectly natural progression i yeah. feel like oh my god yeah 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 so and then after I found them, I don't remember how, but I found some like um just like compilation video oh, on yeah. YouTube. But it was actually for like a bunch of really modern bands. So, mm. Although they weren't um like very popular at the time, you know, because it was like what 2008, mm-hmm. 2007, 2008, something like that. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty much all the bands that I listened to in um the beginning. You know, uh, the Faceless. The Acacia Strain, mm. Whitechapel, Chelsea Grin, um, oh, yeah. all the like the kind of modern. Um, I guess that now it's not modern, but like at the time it was like deathcore stuff. You know, Impending Doom, Veil yep. of Maya, oh, all yeah. that stuff. So I just yeah. kind of, oh yeah, you know, dove down into that mm. and um, nice. Yeah, I I just I got a guitar and I was like I gotta I gotta play some stuff and then from there I was like I want to start a band because music's cool i want to want to do this and, um oh yeah yeah did you most start uh, was, oh sorry right. go ahead i was saying that most of most of it was me listening to dan play like he was learning to play uh recreant by chelsea grant oh, <laughs> and i listened yeah. to it oh, over and over like some of the that was like one of the first ones that i remember and it was just over and over and i was next door and i was like Man, oh man! <laughs> what is he we're, doing? We're gonna get over there, there, but... <laughs> yeah, like, no, it was actually that was a great that was a great EP because it got a lot of those like really fundamental um, techniques down for me, you know, like the palm muting, pinch harmonics, even like the basic sweep picking mm-hmm. patterns oh, and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, Matt, you know, he did the most by uh, <laughs> suffering through that stage, you know, of my life. Um, oh yeah. But yeah. like I said, that I was. It was actually a great um, EP. That that was probably like my favorite. You know, EP was the the Chelsea Grin. Um, They're self titled. Yeah. So I, I pretty much, yeah, Liza Matt knows. I just <laughs> just plowed through that thing, like trying to learn it by ear, because I, I don't think there were like tabs at that point. So I was just, just oh, trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. So, so basically, was, uh, uh, you you learning, and then uh, you searched out other people to to form a band. Then. 
Yeah, yeah, I had a band in high school, um, and now, yeah, that was pretty much it. You know, like I just had a guitar and, and an amp, and you know, I was just looking for other people. So I found a drummer and bassist, vocalist, another guitarist, and you know, we did it for a while after high school. You know, things yeah. kind of like fizzled out because I, I think everybody in the band really didn't get along super yeah. well. You know, yeah. so it was like not something that you know. It, um it wasn't it gonna continued. last <laughs> right right yeah. exactly so yeah. um yeah and then pretty much didn't do anything um for a few years i actually didn't play guitar for like three years oh, um wow. and then you know came back to it and i was like oh this is kind of fun and mm-hmm. just and it was done uh downhill downward spiral of uh it's me spending too much money on guitar stuff (laughs) Um. (laughs) yeah yeah that's the thing about uh the guitarists that i interview it's like they all have at least uh three (laughs) three guitars and they're always looking to add stuff to you know to their boards and to their uh different amps and different uh you know (laughs) get uh oh yeah Oh yeah, it's definitely it's a very large. It seems to be the guitarist that, that wants to just go crazy with the <laughs> with the different sounds and different effects and different, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think you become obsessed a little bit with having the the best sound possible, and uh-huh. you know, the best sounding guitar, the best playing guitar, the best sounding amp, <laughs> the best sounding cables, the best strings, picks. You know, it's it's just a whole world of, you know, like obsessed, being obsessed with getting the highest quality sound and, um, yeah. and of course balancing that with, you know, um, cost, reliability, oh, yeah. sourcing, <laughs> you know, yeah. cause you know, certain guitar parts are, you know, easier to replace than others. And same thing with the amps, certain amps you can find everywhere. Certain, you know, some are very rare. So, you know, just got to kind of balance everything, but were, yeah, were, yeah, were you I'm one of them the guitarists who had to get a uh, part-time job at Guitar Center just to, uh, <laughs> to just um, to get you know, I actually part-time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually did. Um, yeah, I, I did yeah. Uh, get a part-time job at Guitar Center, and it very quickly became a full-time job. Oh shit! Um, yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and by the time I left, like it had consumed my entire life. Oh so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it oh, was. I know. Do, doing enough yeah. uh, of these interviews, I uh, ask, and it's usually the guitarist that uh, a gets the <laughs> job at Guitar Center, or mm-hmm. or or knows someone that can get them the 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 hook up there, <laughs> and right? Then, yeah, and then just goes I, crazy. I feel like that's a, that, that trend makes sense because I feel like at least yeah. I mean it, uh, Nick's got quite a bit of uh, gear that he kind of messes around with too. But as for, for vocals, I mean, I just wouldn't really have much of a need for because i don't really have any gear i mean the, the most yeah. i could mess with is um different stuff for recording or in-ears or things like that but i know that uh, for dan and nick it's like having a job a place like that where you can get discounts helps out a lot but yeah. i always you know yeah help them you know, they're like carrying their stuff out to shows and stuff and i say all right gotta grab my rig and it's just yeah. a microphone that's <laughs> dented to hell that i keep in my pocket <laughs> yeah are you uh uh e- Either, there's two vocalists there's either the vocalist that will help the drummer or the vocalist that doesn't <laughs> help the drummer <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is i do help 
Um, but he's so much stronger than me. So I'll be like carrying one thing. It'll be like, I've got the hi hats and he's got all of the toms in a stack making me look yeah. bad. I'm like, man, I'm doing my best. <laughs> you know? Any help though, the, the, the drummer gets, I'm, I'm sure he, oh, that's true. Cause yeah, that's like, cause I used to be a vocalist and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll totally help the drummer. Cause he's like, He's got the most stuff that has to set up. The guitarist is usually set up first, uh, warming up, uh, checking his sound, uh, tuning everything by the time the drums are even taken in. <laughs> and yeah, then, uh, it's the he's got it down to a science, usually though. right behind there. And then the drummer is like, I still need help bringing stuff in. <laughs> you guys, oh, are, yeah. no, you guys are tuning it, and I'm still trying to bring shit in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's one of the, the main reasons, like one of my main focuses with the rig and everything is yeah. having everything as like fast setup time as possible. So that way, yeah. like I said, I can just set everything up, yeah. and get the level, and like make sure that I have sound. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, I can now I can put my guitar down and help out with the drums because oh, yeah. you're absolutely right. It, <laughs> it takes a while. So I'm like, this the shorter I can make my setup time, the more yeah. beneficial it's gonna be to all of us so that we can just you know get it on and off yeah. as quickly as possible. And they have to, you know, do all their sound uh even before as well, too, and make sure everybody hears everybody and you know, everything like that. Yeah. That's the uh, yeah. That's the part of being a musician that it's, <laughs> yeah, like well, it's uh, somehow he fits it all in a sedan, which I've never understood how he does it. It's like a clown car in there because oh, yeah. he somehow fits his <laughs> entire drum set just in the trunk and back seat. It's pretty wild. Like he brings wow. people and he's like, oh, they came with me. I was like, how? In the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had this on their lap and <laughs> <laughs> was holding stuff up in the roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's driving. They both got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so um yeah uh what about uh dave how, how are you with the uh your your gear and such <laughs> oh nick how am i with hey so yeah so my gear yeah um yeah um yeah it's definitely a little challenging trying to fit a uh entire fridge in the back you know the eight by ten but yeah. uh SUV is definitely possible. Um, you know, I try and simplify it. I kind of have everything I need pretty much in my rack unit. Um, and I kind of simple as I can too. So, you know, once we're done with our set, we can tear it down and then just get out of the way as quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah you know, all of us for the most part, uh, try and help out Ryan. Ryan, yeah, he typically has the most, he's definitely the most <laughs> muscular. Of so, yeah. <laughs> of course he's got to carry all that stuff in and then beat beat on the drum so he's <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah put him before he can and then try and help him out as quick yeah. as possible hell yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah what were uh some uh you had mentioned uh under oath uh what were, were you guys um influenced by uh anyone st starting off doing uh i guess a becoming a musician in the beginning and then B uh, what kind of influenced uh, your music style now? The music style now, um, I get there's, there's so many like different <laughs> um, bands that influence the, the music, yeah. I guess the main, the main, um, 
bands that I feel like influence me are Alluvial, um, Keith Marrow. I, I really like Keith Marrow stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, really like Behemoth. Really mm-hmm. like Decapitated. Oh, sure. um, really like Death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess those would be the main things. It's kind of always... I find so many different places for inspiration you know even um you know, stuff that's not metal um mm-hmm. per se yeah but um yeah songwriting wise those are probably like the main the main bands that influenced me you know mushuga as well mm-hmm. that, that would be a big one um yeah. but yeah it's that would those would be the main like you know music influences gear influence wise probably the main influences would be um the same Keith Marrow and um yeah Wes Hawk from Alluvial and um uh, Misha from Periphery. I, I really like that mm. that genty, that very clear gent uh kind of sound, even though you know we don't play too much like gent kind of stuff. Mm. I, I just I really like the the clarity and I like the um uh, I like the punch, you know, the cut. So mm. their tones and such and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that, that that very clear having a uh clear and articulate sound, you know. Especially doing a lot of the big chords, you know, it kind of demands a little bit more um just clarity and you know, note separation if you actually want to hear what's going on. So I try to you know always keep that at the forefront of my um philosophy with building it. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, as far as like you know what made me want to be a musician I, I guess it was all those bands you know i i just kind of i saw any band playing you know show and i was like that looks super fun i'd love to yeah. do that so yeah probably all of those guys and I, I don't think i really had any like local musicians or anybody in my life that was playing yeah you know so yeah no so, uh... mostly just those guys <laughs> no dad or crazy uncle or uh no (laughs) no not not at all yeah yeah (laughs) yeah how about for uh i think it was like oh yeah go no go ahead it's all good (laughs) oh i was i was thinking about it right now and vocals was crazy because like i said when i first started i was kind of like I heard a lot that I wanted to sound like. I mean, mainly it was um, when I heard Black Tongue, I was like, that's exactly what I want to sound like. It's so mean and deep and heavy. And then um, I I think what I wanted to sound like kind of melded with um, just my natural voice because you just kind of end up sounding a certain way because obviously everybody's um, body and, and voice is different. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I, I kind of ended up sounding a little bit more like a, like maybe thy art, like that kind of style. Like that's the technique that, because um, obviously there's a lot of different techniques and a lot of different vocal styles. That's the one that I just ended up adopting at the end of the day. Even though I, I do mess around, I kind of just um, ended up doing that. But I still get a lot from um, from band. Like I said, Black Tongue was the biggest one. I heard it and said, oh my gosh, I want to sound like this. Just the really mean, deep stuff. I liked Infinite Annihilator um all the scary sounds i'm like how does a, a human being sound like that <laughs> yeah um, have you tried uh like any kind of like uh like the vocal trainings of uh some of these uh uh people now uh have trainers or uh, instructors to kind of show them how to how to breathe and how to you know yeah. get the sound that, that they're trying to reach 
Yeah. At, I, at first I was like, let me, I've just got to find my own path. And I was like, yeah. I realized how silly that was down the line because yeah. I mean, that's how you can kind of screw yourself up. Like if you don't learn the basics, then you just got to, you end up having to go back and learn them. And that's what yeah. kind of happened for me. I, I just went in full force and then I've listened to a lot, mainly for the breathing, because yeah. for me, the difficult part with uh, the most difficult and challenging part um, is is getting the breathing down uh, and not pushing yourself too hard, like the diaphragm control and all that. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely listened to a lot of tips and videos over the years. Um, not necessarily anybody that I could name besides, um, you know, like Zen of Screaming is is one yeah. that I reviewed yeah. and kind of listened to. Taught <laughs> yeah. me a lot about um, about like where the power is supposed to come from. Uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, I, I definitely I, I think anybody who's trying out vocals should for sure learn from somebody, because in my case, I mean, I just wasted a lot of time and ended up losing my voice constantly. It was, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was one of those things, you know, you got to go back and learn it anyways. Yeah. For some of them big bands doing like, you know, two, three shows uh, in a, uh, you know, back to back. It's like, how mm -hmm. you know, how, how they get that scream and not wake up and have like no voice is uh, was cr uh, crazy to me. But uh, yeah, that then it showed. Yeah, you were saying the, the Zen of screaming and stuff. Uh, I've seen some of her videos and some people that she had talked to and stuff about, you know, if you don't want to lose your voice. You got to, you know, do this and uh, do the exercises and, and such like it's that. True. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You got to uh, warm up and, and you know, um, there's a lot that you have to mess with. But also it's it's one of those things. It's like kind of genetic, too. There's some people that do it for a while and then get older and can't really anymore. Um, yeah, back, and, back in the 80s, it was like smoke cigarettes and drink whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a guy and that was his. That's how <laughs> Lemmy did it. Fuck it. Oh, man. I knew a guy. I'll never and, forget it. Cigarettes he, and whiskey. Said, yeah. His big tip before a show, he's like, always drink whiskey. It loosens you up and Jack just finds your throat. And... <laughs> he, he's like, yeah. And it's, if, if you can get your hands on milk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh man. But yeah, now I, now people have like certain kind of sprays or they uh use yeah. honey, honey sometimes or something. It's always good. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's the thing too, especially when a band's on tour that um that you don't necessarily realize, like if you're just seeing them every night. But when whenever they're in between those performances, they're doing a lot of different stuff to help them heal too. You know, it's a lot of yeah. vocal resting, so they might um yeah. They might yeah, not think, talk uh, or talk in a different way and stuff, or yeah, um, think, they might uh, be just downing warm water. Jesse from Killswitch, he's like, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, right, right after a show and stuff. It's like I'm not talking. I'm I'm trying to get rest, and uh, you know, yeah. the, the guitarists and those guys, they they can party, but I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only have my voice, so I got to worry about that. So um, yeah, yeah. It's it's very true. It, it's a difficult balance and it's just different for each person. So it's like when you find something that works for you and you feel good, yeah. try your best to stick to it. But yeah, definitely consult some others because you might think something's working, but then, you know, you try to come back to it in your 30s or whatever, or your, yeah. you know, your 40s and you're like, maybe I'll do something. And it's like, yeah. I, it's just yeah. gone, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> get polyps or nodes or whatever. It sucks. Oh, yeah. All them, all them uh, bands now who are trying to come back from the eighties, uh, Def Leppard and Bon Jovi, you know, they're trying to come back on tour. Uh, Motley Crue, uh, and it's like they, they have to now play the song different 
just yeah. just so the vocalist can hit certain notes now and it's like yeah, uh, it, that's not how the song is played <laughs> instead of <laughs> ah, it's uh <laughs> well yeah and I, I mean even uh bands like like paramore um she had some at least from what i'd heard she had some vocal damage that she had to get fixed oh, uh, and there were yeah. certain songs that they couldn't play uh for years and then whenever they came back um now she's able to kind of sing them a little bit better but it's tough especially for a smaller band because you can't afford the surgery to get it fixed or whatever it may be. It, w- it would suck to be like, I can't play one of my favorite songs anymore because the vocals are too high or yeah, too right. low or too fast. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. How about uh, for your basis? Uh, uh, what kind of uh, music influenced you uh, uh, to, and was based uh, the, the first instrument you picked up and. Um, actually, no, bass was not the first instrument I picked up. Um, my dad used to be in a band way back in the day, a grunge band. And yeah, was... there's the dad band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't until my teenage years where I really started getting into music. Um, and uh, I grew up listening to a lot of Iron Maiden. I grew up listening to a lot of Dream Theater, early Dream Theater, Block, <laughs> Alica, um, Big on Tool. So I listened to a lot of prog music too, in addition to just like the older like thrash and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, definitely got influenced by that older sound. And um, yeah, my dad, he got me a guitar. So I was originally a guitarist for the longest time. And he told me I should learn how to play guitar first before I learned pretty much anything else I wanted to, because I always had interest in um, And, you know, it was a lot of, like Steve Harris that really got me into that sound. Um, it was Justin Chancellor from Tool that got me into that sound. And then, you know, I played guitar for, you know, a while. It wasn't until I, you know, started talking to Dan, you know, about, you know, Zacchaeus and stuff where, you know, because I was playing guitar, I was like, you know what, I'll play bass. You know, I I, I love the sound uh, mm-hmm. that you know, we had. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play bass. So, you know, you know, my bass gear and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I really was influenced heavy by new metal too, back in the day. Cause I used to listen to a lot of new metal. So corn for sure was probably, I would say one of the biggest influences I had because of fieldly. Mm. Um, so have now, um, has a lot of clank and I like that clanky bass tone because of those lower tuned new metal bands like corn. And, you know, and once I found Meshuga, cause Meshuga is single handedly one of my old time. Once I, found you know i listened to the bass uh, from that band and i saw how he would play and i was like yeah this this is what i want to do because I, i'm just a person that likes to play um i like to have fun in the rhythm i like to play through the rhythm and then once i picked up bass and then i hit those low heavy and you know strings i was like yeah this is home for me this is what i enjoy <laughs> yeah yeah and uh <laughs> enjoy bass because it's just uh i can just groove around man it's just fun i can uh i just like that low growl that low that chunky like nastiness mm-hmm. you know? yeah yeah nice yeah uh you guys are all, all from california then or uh yep yeah. yep i was born in uh idaho but i've been here you know oh really since oh, wow. we oh yeah we moved back here when i was close to 10 so we we're we're oh, cali okay. boys i mean it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, we, yeah. <laughs> we don't do any of the idaho stuff i mean honestly if we had stayed there you know we'd probably 
We might be wearing camo and playing country. Who knows? Who knows how it would have gone? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It all worked out. <laughs> Being bow hunters or... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, were, were, did you guys uh, get into, like, was there a, a local music scene, uh, like, in your area that uh, you kind of got into and, and became, you know, part of it or friends with then? Of, like, you know, maybe, like, in high school, early in high school or something, or, you know. I'd say that for me, um, because, like, a lot of my main influences for, for vocals and stuff, like, a, a lot of the music that I listen to is is hardcore, like, heavy hardcore, uh, down-tempo stuff, but I would be seeing a lot of those bands um, and you'd see kind of the same people at each ones or at each show or else um, I would have a friend who would come every once in a while and introduce me to somebody. So there'd be like a small network um, and those people would join bands and you'd go and see them. Um, yeah. So during like, uh, I guess from like 18 to 21, that was like a big part. I mean, that was like a constant hobby. I'd go see um, acquaintances and friends at their shows Oh, yeah. I would go to all the shows on a small tour, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was definitely really fun. You know, you have like your after show rituals, like everybody is going to Denny's or something after it's really fun. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, that's like the community aspect that, um, that I really think hardcore is great at. Cause I know that, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's always the, the other side. I think with metals sometimes, um, sometimes, or I guess with like any genre, um, people can, be a little bit nasty like there's crews that show up to <laughs> to shows and stuff oh, yeah. but i think that like stronger than that at least here in in, in socal it's like i don't know it's uh it's more of a family thing all the people that you see are really out there to support you and stuff even if you know maybe they're they came for a punk band that's playing with you they'll still like rock out to the death metal and yeah. everybody's just out there like trying to make each other feel good so community is a huge part of it awesome oh yeah yeah were there uh, bands that uh, you've got to do with it? Uh, you kind of grew up watching uh, maybe uh, local shows and now you're doing shows with them and such or. A, a big one for me was we just played with reminiscence. Um, they're like the, you know, heavy, hardcore deathcore project, but I had grown up listening to them. Um, and then we got to play with them somewhat recently um, a couple of months ago. And that was really cool for me. They're all like super nice guys and, um, yeah, it's like, it's a little bit, I mean, like you meet people and you're like, dang, you're just a, you're just a cool dude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Hell yeah. uh, like you know, it's, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. It's not necessarily like you, um, you deify people, but you always think of them as somebody that you'll never be like, Oh, maybe I'll never meet them, whatever. And then you grow up and you're like, dang, we're all just people trying to make it, you know, just musicians doing the thing that we love. So it's a really yeah. cool part of it as well. Yeah. But I don't know. Are there are there any others you guys can think of, like bands that we played with? I guess not really. I, the band, I don't think um, most of the local bands that uh, I played with in high school are still around anymore. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah, I think most of them are you know kind of gone at this point. Or some of them, some of the people from those bands are playing in other bands, but. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think um, like said, most of the guys that I used to play with, at least those, I don't know if they're still doing music anymore. Some of them are, you know, not doing music anymore. Some of them are in other projects, which I I still go see. I mean, there's some people that um are in 
you know, local bands that we've known for like over 10 years, you know? So, um, but it's, it's not like you know, pretty much everybody else in the band is different except for like one person. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, most of those, uh, most of those relationships are, you know, kind of newer, like under five years, I'd say. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're still cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys uh, have any, any kind of uh, hobbies or anything uh, you do besides uh, being in the band uh, that, that, uh, takes up your time or (laughs) nick's a beekeeper (laughs) all right (laughs) complete fabrication (laughs) (laughs) well like a gym that's for sure something i know we all really like to do especially Mm -hmm. our drum uh that's the first thing we talk about once we uh, our drummer's house like yeah, you go to the gym. Yeah, how's the gym? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all like working out. That's for sure. It, mm-hmm. uh, that's um, it's something we get to get to bond over too. But uh, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, besides besides that, I think uh, a lot of us like music is kind of the main outlet. I think maybe that's what okay. makes it so special. You know, it's like one of the main outlets because work is as you get older, man, especially funding, uh, the music you want to play, it's like, yeah. it can feel all encompassing, you know, it's like, I, I have to deal with my relationships and stuff. And sometimes it like, feels like you've only got, um, like a handful of, uh, outlets, a handful of, um, like friends you can really talk to and stuff. So music's pretty cool for that. I'd say it's pretty much my number one, um, number one hobby. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like writing the lyrics and stuff. It's pretty much what I do when I, I get a free minute, but, uh, yeah, I would yeah. Say I think something that uh, I'll go get. Go ahead. Um, I would say probably the, another thing too is uh, definitely video games. I think that's uh-huh. probably, uh, as a matter of fact, I think that's what the the, the band name was based off of. Was uh, our favorite was actually Bloodborne. Oh, yeah, okay. a, lot, a lot of games like that, but definitely like just video games in general is something that we enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say something as big as uh, music uh, or being in a, a band and, and doing that. It's it's such a, a huge commitment type of thing where it's like you got to be full in on it or, you know, you can't really half ass it or you won't really go too far with it. And it, it'll become something like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, like the other bands you were saying, uh, well, a lot of them just kind of fell off and or or try to play with other bands and such but it you know if uh yeah if you're trying to yeah. trying to make it and go full on for it, it it's got to kind of be uh, all all in or uh yeah well it's one of those things like yeah, once you, you to... uh, oh sorry <laughs> yeah. oh no i i was just going to say if you want to i think that's the thing that kills like every band mm-hmm. is longevity yeah. And, you know, they, they're not able to keep it up long term because I don't think that they um, they kind of remind themselves of, you know, why they're doing it long term, you know, like and, and of course, you know, um, things change, you know, life changes, you know, as you get older. Yeah. Um, but I think the people that that continue to do music, you know, have strong roots and loving to create music and share it with other people, but also 
um, just getting along with other people. And uh, I know in my case, it's really easy to get along with everybody, but -hmm. I think cultivating and maintaining the relationship with everybody in the band is very important and not being too, you know, hard on one another. And just, um, well, I said, being committed to making the time to spend together and that will help you not, Mm-hmm. you know die out <laughs> yeah there's uh, uh well there's four of you guys but yeah they have four people's uh you know t- uh schedules all work for the practices and everything like that and uh to come up with shows and uh yeah for all of that it's uh <laughs> you gotta yeah. make the time <laughs> yeah you have to make yeah. the time yeah right i'd say like the big the big difficulty with um like the ceiling that a lot of bands hit especially nowadays because there's so much to it. I mean, you have to like, you're not just getting to play and write the music. Uh, I mean, you've got to work out, you got to know a little bit about social media. You've got to do like, make sure you're on top of the merch. Um, You got to be getting designed for future stuff. I mean, there's a lot and kind of, it ends up being a lot of work and it's, it's tough, but I think um, that's one of those things that um, like, whenever you hit that ceiling of like, Oh, like maybe people come and see us or, um, people like us, it's difficult to break out of um, being like, okay, well, now we have to navigate um, how we're going to promote ourselves online and right. on Spotify and Apple Music. Like, how are we going to um, make the most out of our streams, things like that? I mean, that yeah. I'd say that's the most difficult part because it, you have to, like, uh, the, the you kind of have to side. go outside of your hop. <laughs> right. The business side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say it's challenging. Uh, I mean, for us, it's definitely been, there's a lot of challenges to it, especially with the scheduling and and stuff like that can be tough. Yeah. I feel, uh, I feel uh, almost kind of bad for uh, bands nowadays where back like in the eighties, it was, you know, do it yourself. It was this punk rock and you would make flyers and uh, have, you know, fans of the band come up to the show and hand out flyers for you kind of thing and stuff. And now it's, you got to have, you know, music video ideas and lyric video yeah. ideas and YouTube and Spotify and Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and and then, you know, you have to keep current. So you have to update it every, you know, fuck. Yeah, it's true. You got to worry about the you got to worry about the algorithm just just for that. <laughs> it really it really can the world be becomes I think that we're... more competitive every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many, so many bands so coming up with so many ideas out, and trying to be the what, the first yeah. one to get it out yeah. there first. And <laughs> it's yeah. what it is. It's like so saturated, it, which is good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's just so many bands because it's so easy now to get the equipment yourself, and you can make yeah. a, a great sounding um, piece of music like in yeah. your room. You can do it all yourself. You don't have to get the studio space or get signed like people are just making it all themselves which is very very cool but um the downside of it is like the more music you have out there the harder it is to get people to just like listen to yours yeah <laughs> so. yeah right yeah what's gonna make me listen to you and not the seven thousand other people <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah our our hands our handsome guitarist <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what drives the gear obsession man that's what drives the gear obsession <laughs> oh shit yeah <laughs> well uh i could play uh one of the uh tracks from uh your ep then uh prodigal uh prodigal 
Uh, do you, oh, yep, you, yep. you want to talk about, uh, I guess the lyrics then for that, and then, uh, talk about maybe, uh, uh, how you came up with some of the, uh, the music, uh, for it. Sure. Sounds mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, I could talk about the, the lyrics first, uh, you know what? What they? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was like, so, oh, I can't um... talk about the lyrics. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like waiting for the song to play. I was like, oh, here okay. we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, the um, the EP as it is is uh, it's it's kind of set up like a concept album. Okay. Um, I like to write like like the whole album is linked to a story and um prodigal is the part of the story where essentially it's like it's it's god's apology for um essentially like letting uh satan take over things because like the the way that the album flows is that uh it starts with the exodus and, and god's kind of tired with um what humanity has been doing it's uh he's he's just exhausted he doesn't want to handle it anymore um, and then it moves to Satan. I could see Satan that happening being... right about now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and it, it moves to Satan being like, well, because um, it gets a little bit theological because we were just, I, I mean, I was raised Christian and I went to Bible college and all these things. And I like oh, to man. just write a story. It's like um, something that could be, it's not, it's just a story, you know, it's right. all fiction. Right. Um, and none of it's like actual, uh, like real life devil worship. Not, I mean, that's all fine too, but, um, but I, it's just like a story about uh, God getting tired. And then, um, um, Satan essentially saying like, you know, if you're in control of all things, then, um, if then essentially you made me do what I did. So I'm kind of a great guy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Satan's like, if you think about it like this, you're all powerful, um, then you made me do all those things. And then God's like, yeah, that makes sense. And since God's tired, he just backs off. But essentially, um, evidently things go poorly. And in the concept of the album, um, Satan brings in a new hell rather than uh, a new heaven. Mm. Um, And then it ends with prodigal where essentially God is making an apology. um, And it's sort of like, um, it's this idea that if we're all made in God's image, then could, is there a possibility God could mess up? Um, I guess in in this case, the the answer is yes. So it, that song is kind of um, him saying, uh, I wish I hadn't done it and then kind of rebuking uh, Satan and everything like that. And that's kind of where the album ends, like um, humanity's uh, just dried out and gone. And you have God just on his knees in front of a, a, a burnt, crispy world. Um, just, just saying like, what, what did I do? I'm, I'm really sorry. Yeah. So yeah. not the good kind of crispy. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, it's not wing stop crispy. Oh yeah. Yeah. For like, uh, the music then was there a, a certain thing that, uh, you guys were messing around with that maybe, uh, you came up with first like a, a chorus or a verse riff or a, a breakdown that maybe uh, kind of set the, set the music for it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the lead that's in the, uh, the chorus. Um, I pretty much wrote that right after I learned um, the hero Joshi scale. Mm-hmm. 
So I was just, I, I actually, I wrote the entire song just based off of that scale because I just learned it. So I was like, okay, I just want to use, mm -hmm. it's almost like a practical exercise to just reinforce where everything's at, you know, musically and just to kind of familiarize myself with the um, perhaps emotional texture of the scale. Yeah. Um, and then everything just kind of, you know, spawned from there. But all of the, all of the chords, the progression, everything, it's all based on just, you know, E minor or E, um, Hirojoshi, you know, minor. Um, so that's, that's where everything started. Um, mm -hmm. I, I pretty much just wrote everything based on that. And, um, that was it. There was no, yeah. <laughs> nothing else it, it was really just i learned i learned that scale and just made up some chords and made up some riffs and that's how the song i noticed that in your explanation you didn't bring up going to bible college once um and you know that I know. kind well, of that's... me out because i did bring it up <laughs> yeah well i i don't i didn't exactly go to bible college <laughs> at a, a slightly oh, different there you go. Um, trying not to early, promote that early adulthood <laughs> yeah no no it's not it's not like it's not like that i yeah. i just i had a, a different experience of <laughs> i had a different influence yeah in, in my early adulthood yeah, I uh, interviewed a, a band a, a few episodes ago called God Collider, um, and they're out uh, in California. Uh, one of the guys uh, was a priest, like made it all the way, you know, did all the, the Bible study and became a priest and like uh, was that for a few years and then totally went the opposite way of, you know, like, uh, you know, le left left the priesthood, left uh, the church. Uh, kind of found out, you know, uh, actually, you know, he didn't believe in exactly what he was trying to preach about. So he just up and left that and uh, became a uh, a vocalist for a, a hardcore band and stuff, which he, you know, still, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> just kind of went the opposite way. And, and a lot of their songs are about nice. like the, the, you know, uh, challenging the beliefs of, of, uh, religions and and such like that so yeah it's <laughs> yeah. great <laughs> yeah yeah uh how about challenging as as... beliefs and ideas is good oh yeah for real uh like for the bass riffs was there uh any any kind of thing you uh wanted wanted to add in into the songs and such or you just kind of uh go off of the the uh guitar sounds or um i i kind of just Went off with the guitars, you know, a little bit, but uh, towards the end of the song, um, there's this solo that Dan plays. It's uh, it, it's I it's uh, it's gave me a chance to uh, just kind of just groove a little in the back and to just kind of support him a little, just so he can do his thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't do flashy. I don't like to do anything too flashy, especially when it's supposed to be centered towards him. Um, so I just uh, yeah, I just kind of something super simple just to support yeah. him that's yeah nice all right yeah well i could uh play that song uh prodigal and it's off of uh you guys' first uh ep then is uh self-titled and uh so yeah we'll, that. yeah we'll come back and uh i'll have some more with uh vacuous and uh we can learn about the you know the the recording process you guys did and uh some of the uh 
shows you've uh, uh have done and want to do <laughs> and yeah so this is uh prodigal check it out from vacuous and check it out Hey, <laughs> 
Okay, and we're back. And that was Prodigal from uh, Vacuous uh, off their uh, self, self-titled EP. Uh, that came out in, what, uh, 2021? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Was that uh, around the, the time that the uh, that COVID was going around? And uh, <laughs> did, did that have uh, oh, uh, a lot, a lot, uh, a lot to do with like messing you guys up or anything or uh it was just after all of the um yeah all, all of that nonsense was starting to subside like and, after the, um, the first big wave hit yeah it was it was after yeah the you know everything had pretty much opened uh i, I actually don't know if it, everything was open at the time that we released it um okay Things were starting but, to open. Um, at it, least. it was around that. It was around yeah. that time. Yeah, things were starting to open up. Yeah. Um, as far as hiccups go, we didn't really perceive it to be too much of a problem in, yeah. in regards to, um, you know, the uh, perhaps logistical limitations yeah, um, yeah. that play, you know being able to play shows, experiencing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and also like you know going to a studio and like recording, you know. Yeah. Um, so we found, um, uh, we actually, uh, I met, um, a gentleman named Brandon who plays drums in a band called, uh, Enterprise Earth. Okay. And, you know, he let me know that his guitarist, you know, did mixing, mastering everything. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, hit him up, um, you know, and express that, you know, we would really, um, love to work together and, um, you know, have him mix and master the uh, EP. And um, he basically just instructed us, you know, how he wanted everything to be sent over. Um, we recorded it um, ourselves. We literally just, um, at least for the guitars and the bass, just went, you know, direct into the interface. We used okay. a Scarlett 2i2. So it was like nothing fancy at all. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And um, pretty much just sent it over to him. Um, Brandon, uh, Zachy did actually record the drums, um, which he also sent over um, mm-hmm. to Gabe. And, you know, the same thing with the vocals. Like, we literally just recorded them, you know, at home with that same interface. Yeah. And uh, sure, SM7B. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we just sent everything over, mixed and mastered it, um, sent it out. So I think uh, it definitely highlighted the value of having someone you know in the studio to help you get really really good takes because mm-hmm. i think we got good takes for uh everything but it definitely um yeah it, it definitely humbles you and you're like okay this is more challenging than i had anticipated and you, yeah. you start to run into you know perhaps like little roadblocks or, um you know we're not sure what to do that now that we're in the process of recording the second um, EP, a lot of that stuff's been smoothed out, you know? So it's wow. like, oh, this would have been really cool, really mm-hmm. nice to know beforehand. But, you know, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. it still turned out super, super great. But um, I, I definitely, um, some quality of life upgrades uh, that we've we've gotten since then have been very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I always yeah, kind of wondered, like... Uh, uh doing the recording nowadays as compared to you know what uh bands had to do like in the early 2000s or or whatever um you know just uh now that is 
um, how do I want to say? Like it's uh, a matter of the equipment or a matter of uh, the the stuff on the computers, you know, their uh, um, programs and such like that that um, make it can sound, you know, just, just amazing from just doing a basic recording or uh, <laughs> it's it's more about i guess yeah. uh, the the person and, and the uh the uh his computer and his stuff that uh, he knows how to do yeah it. i mean there's i will say that there's certain things um like like dan was saying um there's certain things that would have been nice to know but there's certain things that we're also doing now that um are are just better like whenever we did the vocals for the ep correct me if i'm wrong dan what, weren't we using the blankets <laughs> tacked to the attacked to the uh the wall behind us it was two walmart blankets <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah i mean sound <laughs> oh, for like soundproofing was... or <laughs> yeah we didn't have any soundproofing but yeah. we're like we need something so I yeah got two yeah. walmart blankets <laughs> hey whatever you got man <laughs> that's right that's right yeah i i I don't honestly wasn't too worried about, I mean, cause we did, you know, do it very, very simple and like a, a very rugged kind of setup, but I honestly didn't mind it too much. Cause you know, with that microphone, I didn't um, really find that we were getting a lot of room bleed. We weren't getting okay. bleeding um, noises from like the outside or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if there are bands that, you know, if, if somebody in some band decides to listen to this, you can definitely mm. get a great sound just doing it on your own. Right, um right right it's true it, it it will obviously help um of course it will help you know being in a professional environment with people that really know what they're doing but uh i think you know the ep was definitely a really easy way to you know just kind of it's better to it may not be perfect yeah. but it's better to just do it and yeah. you know say like hey this is the best i can do at this time and of course it's going to get better you know as right. you go on because that's that's life right you you right. learn more you um you start to you know incorporate more things um you know and into allow- your lifestyle into music playing yeah yeah um, and it allows yeah. you guys to get heard of and uh you know to get a, a following of right. people to to come see you and and hear the uh live version right. as, as well so yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. The, so, that's so the we thing did is... a lot of things oh, wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say we we did a lot of things like wrong, you know, perhaps. Yeah. But um, I think it's really a, a lot of people. You get, yeah, I see them all the time. You, you get uh, trapped in that mindset of like, oh well, if it's not perfect, then you know I don't want to do it, or you're obsessing over it so much because you mm-hmm. don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's important to just say like, hey, you just got to jump. Right. The cliffs right That's there right. you just gotta you may not land in the water perfectly right but you know it you're never gonna know unless you try and if you don't put yourself out there and if you don't just start you know taking the first step then you're never gonna get anywhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah was that the first time uh for uh, all you guys to maybe record yourselves and to uh have that experience of of doing a doing a, a live record or doing a recording then and and finding out how scary or, or you know, I, how that I could be. Done, I had done um, with like a, a, some previous projects. I had done a little bit of, um, I mean, it was all like one time we used a studio uh, and then one time uh, we used like a, a, a friend and, and all that. But I've found that um, like Dan was saying, if like it, with, especially with the SM7B or whatever, I mean, it, it ends up coming out really, really good. Anyways, the experience that we had, I, th- I think was really cool because we had um, 
somebody guiding us through it a little bit. Okay. Um, but we all, I mean, it was, yeah, it, it we had, like okay. I said, I, I was, I recorded in a studio before and I was not super happy with how it sounded. And I was like, well, if we don't really know anybody, you know, what are we, what are we going to do? And sometimes it just falls into your lap. Like we were lucky enough that um, Dan uh, was able to meet somebody who could help us out, but it can be daunting doing it yourself, you know, like just being like, okay, well, what gear do I need? How many videos do, do I need to watch to pick the right um, microphone or whatever it may be? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. As far as like the vocalist too, to hear your hear what you sound like in a recording for the first time or something like, do I really sound like that? Or <laughs> yeah. I always say the, at least for me, the red light syndrome is so real. I don't know if everybody um, feels that way with vocals, yeah. but as the minute I'm recording, it's like all the technique I, I practiced and stuff. It was like, I had to get myself to calm down. Cause I was just like <laughs> screaming wildly. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything right. I was just like going full Banshee and um, take 25. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and e even now doing it for the second EP, I had to go back because I, I said some of my own lyrics wrong. In the recording. Oh, I was like, goodness. Here, but have a cigarette kind of and some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah. yeah but it's i think i i think dan said it well it's like they said it pretty eloquently like you really just have to send it you got to say fuck it and yeah and go full force you know just give it your all because it's never going to be the perfect thing but right, if you want right, to right. if you want to do it you gotta you gotta put out a product that you're proud of and that you put your all into with everything right. that you have you know yeah. Yeah. Was there a, a certain, um, a certain part or a certain, uh, song or something that was just giving you guys <laughs> the hardest time of, of <laughs> trying to get it <laughs> the way you were, you were expecting it to sound or something or <laughs> maybe fractured, a, fractured son. I was going to say maybe like a solo or, uh, <laughs> or some kind of, oh, yeah, all of, all of those yeah, all of those solos, but I mean, just as a whole, Fractured Sun is uh, that was the most challenging song to to get. Yeah, perfect because it's <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a doozy. It's yeah. a doozy. <laughs> yeah, the and then song, like the whole and then were there easy. also uh, parts like maybe uh, so you've practiced it, and maybe when you got to the studio, you thought, uh, let me try to let me try something else uh, with it or let me try different uh, versions of it to see what sounds best or. That's a, that's a good question. I, yeah. I definitely um, with one or two things yeah. on the second, on the second go of like recording that EP. Um, yeah. I, I changed a few things. I was like, I think this will sound mm. better like this. You know, I'd listened to it a thousand times cause we'd recorded it previously um, before we got like the final product. Um, yeah, there were definitely things where I was like, I think it'll sound better doing it this way. Yeah. You make little changes here and there. Yeah. Everybody kind of have their input on it and, uh, be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the guy helping yeah. you, did, did he, uh, offer up some, uh, suggestions and such? He definitely did. He actually added, um, a lot of the kind of little effect, um, touches that are in our self-titled EP, Okay. Um, you know, Gabe, uh, definitely had the, idea. some of the stuff he just did, like, he didn't even like say anything about it. And he just oh, sent yeah. us, you know, like a roughness 
and you know surprise like, um, <laughs> uh, yeah even, even in prodigal with that the um like you know the chorus the kind of like you know death vibe that it has at the end uh, i had never played it that way i'd never used chorus like on anything but mm-hmm. when i heard it i was you know like oh that's such a cool direction for mm-hmm. this and i you know i'm so glad we did that because um i would never have thought to put it in there myself but yeah. after hearing it i was you know super um grateful because you know it two eyes are always two heads are always better than one you know getting an extra set of eyes you know getting somebody else you know to have some input in there be like oh it'd be really cool if we tried this yeah um i think always helps you know just enhance Mm -hmm. the depth and um make it a little bit more um unique add some variety yep you hear it especially when you're recording whenever you're recording you hear it so many times i remember like Dan and I would be doing a part for guitar or something. He's like, did it sound like, uh, you know, it was, it was the same. Cause you know, tracking both sides. Um, okay, he's yeah. like, did, did it sound close? And I would be like, I'd be like, I think so. And he's like, I can't even tell anymore. I was like, I can't even tell anymore. Played it so many times. It all sounds the same. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like on prodigal or something where we had done like 69 takes or something. <laughs> on I was like, this is wild. Oh yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about um... there, there are some songs that are just harder than others. And mm-hmm. some songs you, you just never, I actually, I don't think I, on this new EP, there is um, one song on the EP, and I, I, I don't really think I need to say because whenever mm. people listen to it, they'll be able to tell which song it is. But <laughs> there was a song that I, I, I literally hit physical fatigue while wow. recording to the point where it's like I could play anymore. Like the day was done, which <laughs> hasn't happened to me before. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's real. It is real. <laughs> yeah. How about for the uh, the bass sound? Did it did it come up? Uh... Were you were you able to to reach like what what you wanted it to sound like and everything? Yeah, um, the way it turned out as far as the bass goes um, was exactly how I was hoping it would come out. <laughs> so yeah, as far as like the the low end and everything, and pretty much what I like and what we all decided it was yeah, it just came out really nice. Hmm. Yeah. So since that came out uh you guys have uh new stuff you're working on uh now then yes sir any uh any uh subject matter or any kind of uh topics uh that it's uh leaning towards or uh it's lyrically it's um yeah it kind of started leaning to leaning to um a novel i read by brahm called lost gods Um, the concept is a little bit similar. It's like the idea of purgatory, um, like literally living underneath the world as it is, but it kind of, at least, at least for me, whenever I write a little bit, it kind of becomes its own thing. It's not always what you expect. So it's about purgatory and one man's journey, um, through it. Um, it's the, it's called the pound of flesh EP. It's literally, um, him thinking that he didn't, he doesn't belong in the world. Um, and then once he goes to purgatory, realizing like, this isn't what I wanted either. Mm. And, um, making his way through realizing how much he resents, um, the living, uh, mm. and realizing how much he resents, like the, the forces that, that put him there kind of mm. a thing. Yeah. So it's just kind of, it's, it's his journey. So it's, yeah. 
yeah, like I said, it always turns into something else, but that's like where it leans lyrically. When you uh, come up with the lyrics, is, is it uh, you come up with something um, and write it down and then uh, make it work uh, to the um, the music that they come up with? Or is it uh, they come up with the music and you come up with the lyrics afterwards? Typically, I'll... Um... I have had lyrics where I I really like it, and so I kind of think of a way I can fit it in. But my most common process is counting syllables. So oh, I'll okay. get the guitar, and then I'll count how many syllables I want, uh, like I, where I want the vocals to hit, like what yeah, I like want a the pattern. cadence to be. Yeah, a yeah, vocal and pattern then I, I, of, of of how it is. Yeah, right. And so I'll, I'll write according to that number of syllables, you know, give or take one or two, um, okay. just so it hits where I want it to hit. But yeah. I always feel like for me. Um, that it just it that's the just the way that I like to do it. It seems like the most because uh, then I'm sure that like the rhythm and stuff is exactly what I want. It's just mm-hmm. the way that works for me. I know everybody um, writes in different ways, but uh, yeah, counting counting syllables it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but I I really enjoy doing it. It's a fun process. Yeah, I had some people on here before uh, uh, for the vocals and stuff. They would uh, you know just kind of hum or kind of scream you know, to, to, to the music that kind of goes and sometimes words will just accidentally happen. And then they kind of right. will use them, them uh, lyrics or words and, and then kind of go off of that and, and, uh, and then just yeah. kind of fill in everything else afterwards and such. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. if you like, if I'm really feeling it, I'm like, this part's cool. Cause it's really fun to write for breakdowns because oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you just get to like, you know where you want it to hit and it just flows so effortlessly because the, yeah. the genre it, I don't want to say it's inherently angry, but a lot of the parts <laughs> that they just come through so mean, you yeah. know, so rude and um, writing lyrics for parts like that is fun because it's like "fuck you," you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, have, have you wanted to try uh, something uh, um, else or else or different that you uh, hadn't tried in the the first EP that you want to try? Maybe something more on this one. Uh, either it be uh, a way of a way of singing or screaming or or something like that. Uh, the choruses or yeah. breakdowns. Uh, yeah, I think um, there is uh, going to be an opportunity to do a little bit of cleans because I do like singing clean as well. Um, yeah. I've always, I've always kind of said it's difficult to fit um, my voice, like being in a sort of higher register. It's yeah. been a little bit of a challenge trying to find where to put that in some of the songs. Um, but okay. I think that we've got a pretty cool opportunity in the in the Pound of Flesh EP uh, to to fit that in, and I I do want to try it. Although I will say I've done it before and it's, it can be tough to back it up live because um, okay, yeah. cleans are just difficult, at least for me, they're just a difficult thing to do live. So, yeah. but I'm still excited for it. What about getting them other two on the microphone? <laughs> oh, honestly, we, I see we, smiles. Uh, <laughs> we had Dan, uh, Dan uh, backing up um, during a part on the Exodus. Okay. Um, and we did that for a little while. It was really fun. Yeah. When yeah. we played it live, <laughs> yeah. Any, um, yeah, any opportunity? Uh, I don't know if they, if you guys want to try that or or not, uh, <laughs> or if you're just comfortable. Definitely <laughs> comfortable just no, doing the guitars. I, I definitely, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I definitely, uh, I do want to incorporate more. You know, just 
multi-vocal parts or, you know, mm-hmm. having um, double vocal parts or, you know, perhaps like me taking over um, perhaps you know, long passages that are, um, you know, perhaps physically demanding. Yeah. Um, so I think we just, um, there's a lot of opportunity for it. We haven't explored it um, as much as we could, but I wouldn't worry too much. Yeah. 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 For um, uh, you guys' shows, uh, have you mainly uh, stayed in like uh, uh, your local area then of uh, Southern California to do them? Or is there plans to uh, start branching out some or or any any thoughts on that? <laughs> We've had some we opportunities for you're all good i was i was just gonna say that no it's all good i was just gonna say that we we have had some opportunities to branch out a little bit so um you know anybody that's interested in keeping up with that they should follow us on instagram vacuous.ca and uh, of course we are interested in playing anywhere that will have us um anywhere that is kind enough to give us the opportunity to share the music with others Hell yeah. And uh, of course we have, we would mm-hmm. love to play, you know, as often as we can, you know, where, wherever we can. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. There, um, uh, um, yeah, we could, uh, end it, uh, with the second song, uh, the Exodus, uh, you want to talk about, about that one, um, the lyrics first and then, uh, the, the music again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> i've got it this time um so, so that one is uh it's kind of the start to that to that concept it's um okay. it's god describing his exhaustion with the world um there's a part in the chorus where um it says you carved your names in stone but baptized yourselves in piss mm-hmm. uh which oh. is just <laughs> it kind of summarizes the vibe of the song where um like no matter what no matter what humans do, like it just, it always kind of turns out bad. It never like where it's all, it always becomes corrupted and, and everything like that. And um, we always choose to like praise ourselves anyways, you know, even though yeah. we're, we're, re- we're really not that great, you know, even the best of us, it's like behind closed doors, you know, you have no idea. Um, yeah. So the, the vibe of that song is just God analyzing and looking at humanity and being like, I am, I'm sick of it. And at the end, it kind of, he basically said like, I, I don't, I don't have any pity for you. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not sorry at all. Like this sucks, but it's obviously a big jump to the last song. That's why it's kind of funny talking about it after the fact, because he realizes he is sorry. Um, (laughs) but he's, he's very adamant. And I guess it was, um, it was one of those things where I wanted to create a very clear, um, a very clear example of backpedaling, you know, cause it's like something we do as people a lot, you know, just being like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I didn't mean it. Um, yeah. and I wanted to kind of portray that as a, a trait that, um, that maybe, uh, a creator of the world would have to, you know, just, just being like, Oh my God, I didn't mean it. Um, mm-hmm. it's just a very, uh, yeah, it's a, an oxymoron. Isn't that? Yeah. yeah that's the word. Yeah. Um, but the, I had a little bit of fun writing that one. Um, cause during the song i was like playing with a um a couple different ideas and what i decided to do was use uh, a couple different uh 
uh, forms of alliteration uh, throughout the song. So that one's got a lot of like repeated uh, first letters and things like that. Mm. It's just something that I was for some reason into at the time. It was kind of like a phase. I do it um, like mm. a, a few times throughout the EP, but mm. um, on the first song, it's kind of like, it's all over the place. It's kind of like, <laughs> what the hell? But it was just, just, it was a phase. It was just something I was really feeling <laughs> yeah. at the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned about uh, like backpedaling and such like that. And it's like, yeah, nowadays with uh, there being a, a camera everywhere and everybody has video of everybody and everyone thinks they know the full story until it comes out. And then everyone is like, oh, yeah, I thought it was totally this. And, right, you know, I'm, they're quick to judge. And, you know, everyone thinks they know the story, thinks they know the person, thinks they know it all. And then they Terrible. get they get thrown <laughs> they get thrown with the truth you know it's like oh yeah oh. i'd say the era of the the era of the internet has made that as clear as it ever has been like people are just caught with the um the this you like they yeah. people are just caught with that all the time <laughs> yeah. and have to try and they come up with excuses for themselves or other people well, and, then they have um, the uh, the news kind of corrupting the story and kind of working the story right. to to fit their agenda or to uh, have it go a certain way. So it, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> an, a time where all knowledge is secondhand. You have no yeah. idea what's real and what's not. You know, because you could be reading it online and you right. can Google the exact opposite thing and find another. You know, it's just no idea what's what's yeah, real the, in, uh, the in news today's people time. telling you one thing his family telling you one thing the victim mm -hmm. telling you one thing uh you know the person who did it telling you one thing it's like who who do i believe and even if you have yeah. video or you know well, interviews of of them saying this or whatever you you still don't know it could be taken out of context <laughs> you'll it could never be anything. know yeah. the true story <laughs> that's true yeah, and it's yeah. like pair that up with um people wanting to do the right thing or at least be perceived as doing the right thing all the time. I mean, it just yeah. makes for a really sticky situation because right. if you don't know what to believe and you put your whole heart into what you think is right and then later find out, Oh my God, I was wrong. It's just, yeah, that's kind right. of the, that's the difficulty that we yeah. face. Right. Yeah. How about the, the music uh, for that one? Was there a, uh, something that uh, kind of started, started you uh, with, with the idea for it? Yeah, um, the song was pretty much, um, it, it pretty much came from, uh, the I base. Think the it came from the bass. That's what I was all about the bass. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I tried. think the album is called uh, Algorithm yeah. <laughs> by Beyond Creation. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick, to, to disappoint you. Um, it, it's yeah, it pretty much started from that song. Um, I, I think it was like the second track, um, which had a French name, which I, I can't. I, I could try to pronounce, but I'm I'm gonna do everybody a favor and not try to. Pronounce it. Um, it's French. It's yeah. okay. We're, we're canceled in France. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I have too many right? French listeners. I don't know. <laughs> We oui, we oui. never know. <laughs> yeah, you will now. We're, we're very popular. French people. <laughs> yeah, Michelle. Yeah, if there's any French people listening to this, uh, I care about you so much. I'm not even. I'm not even going to try. But yeah, it started from that song. <laughs> yeah. Started from that song, 
And um, I think besides that, I, I just um, I had some rhythmic ideas I wanted to incorporate, um, you know, the kind of uh, you know, triplets thing, you know, the uh, tremolo picking. I wanted to write something that was perhaps, you know, just kind of very traditionally death metal, I suppose. Yeah. And I wanted to stay within the lines of harmonic minor okay. um, to an extent there, there's some um, some branching out a little bit um, in there, but besides that, it's very, you know, it's um, very within the lines, you know, it doesn't really deviate from those seven notes too much. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that was, that was pretty much the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of started from there. And um, uh, I actually think, uh i i think the first that one was a little bit different because um i think it was like the second or the third riff was the f- first it was more towards the beginning of where i started and then like okay. it just kind of bloomed from there mm-hmm. but yeah so um yeah you can yeah. thank uh or not thank beyond creation for that uh inspiration <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah is there ever like a fear of, like of, <laughs> is there ever like a fear of uh having the songs uh sound the same or, or like when you first uh come up with an idea and then you you know get that one done you you make sure to make it sound totally <laughs> you know this one sounded this way so i'm totally going the opposite way on the next one or <laughs> no there i mean i i'll be honest there's there's never that um thought in my mind at all um you, you try to come up with like as many because... ideas many ideas as you can so you can pull from different <laughs> different sources and such i feel like i feel like when i'm listening to music i i, I don't like trying to replicate things exactly you know replicating um you know, rhythmic patterns um mm-hmm. uh, melodies that sort of thing is just or especially like you know trying to you know write something like I want to write a song like this song is very, very just unattractive to me as an mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it, it just doesn't, it feels inorganic, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. But I, I like to, if I'm listening to music and I want to do something similar, which usually the songs will incorporate a lot of different ideas or ideas that are pulled from, you know, completely different places. Cause usually I, I could tell you where roughly every riff came from, but it's from a lot of different songs across a lot of different genres. So I think it had, there's so many influences and there's so many different things that go into it. It's yeah. difficult for it to be attached to one, even sub genre, you know, mm. um, some songs may have, you know, elements of um, perhaps extreme technicality um, combined with perhaps more rudimentary melodic pieces, um, you know, some really fast tremolo picking. So, you know, maybe some black metal stuff, maybe some old school death metal stuff. And I just kind of throw everything together. So I don't really worry about that um, at all. It's more so like say, if I hear something, in music that I like, whether it's um, a rhythmic pattern, a technique, uh, a, a general melody, it's usually just not even chords necessarily, but um, just emotions or yeah. um, a certain feeling. Yeah. That um, 
I, I'm just keep, trying to create. Keep it so in the like locker, <laughs> hold on to that, and, <laughs> and add it to the add it to the. Yeah, the, yeah forget I, about I what you don't like. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the feeling or the, the energy, so I perhaps try to recreate that in a way. But yeah, you know, it, it's almost like impossible for me to like recreate the energy of an entire song that way. So you yeah. just start with one point, mm-hmm. um, and then go on from there. Um, in addition to, like, especially with the new EP, there's there's no theory involved at all. Like, there's all the chords are made up. It's mm-hmm. just made up chords, made mm-hmm. up, um, no groupings and that sort of thing. But I specifically designed it that way to be a little bit more mm-hmm. ambiguous and representative of you know, just what vacuous is and and means. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't worry about. That's the long-winded, long-winded way of me saying that I am not worried about that at all. <laughs> yeah. It's a concern. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, and maybe, oh, sorry. I, I, I think, and maybe um, you'll agree with me that no matter what you do, like when you write something, cause I'll like, I'll um, kind of try and do stuff that's, uh, that's off the wall or different. Like, Oh, I'll try to explore new stuff. But when you listen back to the songs or whenever Dan shows me um, an idea that he's come up with, there's like this common vein, like the heart of the song is still very Dan or, you know, it's mm. the, the heart of the song is is still very Nick. It's like, yeah, there's this, this aspect gotta, of writing. Yeah, it's like, you get like their no, own no matter what your style. With, <laughs> right. It's yeah. always going to shine through like, oh, my gosh, like I know exactly who who wrote that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And it always sounds different, but it's just got it's got the same soul to it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that's kind of a, a, not a safe way to do it, but it seems like when bands try to go from one style and then they come up with an, another record and it's totally something that's <laughs> like you wouldn't expect that <laughs> at all. It's like, what in the hell are they trying? They're they're really <laughs> challenging the, the listeners to to stay with them because it's like yeah. like when Korn came out with the uh the uh um uh what what is that even called? The uh like the techno album or the uh the one yeah. where it was like heavily uh, DJed oh, yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> it's it like, was like Whoa. dubstep kind of. <laughs> yeah, 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 dubstep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like wow, they really. Uh... <laughs> or or, like, yeah. Metallica released their Saint Anger album. Yeah, I was just gonna say that Metallica <laughs> with the Saint Anger drums that uh, <laughs> is memorable for uh, the worst ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that style of uh, you know having it, um, not sound like the other one, but it's, it's still the style is there. So it's yeah, this is gonna be yeah. <laughs> you hear a Motley Crue song, yeah. it's gonna be a Motley Crue song. You're a, you know, right, whatever. exactly. <laughs> or or oh, yeah. whatever. You're like I. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I I I think that's um that's kind of the beauty of it though, because music it's it's like Dan was saying it's you it's so hard to describe and nail down i mean anytime you listen to something it's like it it's just a new piece of of someone's being um, that they put out there and it's kind of a magical thing it's like its own language you know and the it being kind of unique to each person is is what makes it so cool and i guess like so much fun to do you know Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the most challenging, uh, I guess, kind of way for some bands to do it is to, just the tempo. You know, our last song was super, super fast, blast beats, and now this one is a little slower, uh, more mm. uh, melodic sounding. You know, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still, it's still the the same group and stuff. So you could, yeah, you can tell what it, everything is. Uh, is there anything yeah. that is, uh, is you, you wanted to try with the the bass tracks uh that you didn't get to do maybe uh the first uh the first ep <laughs> um with the bass tracks um i kind of just focused more on um trying to get the how do i describe this my my tone like my my tone my bass tone has i, I feel like has been evolving so okay. i'm i'm trying to more a little bit different um you know maybe most people would hear that be like what do you mean you play bass what does it matter you know like like, that there's a very specific sound i i'm like chase after so for this this newer ep and uh you know the way i i kind of try to write things you know i i feel like uh i did try and incorporate a little bit different things and uh you know i try to keep it myself you know of course and just not change it too much but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I I try to do. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, we'll have to uh, check out the the new stuff. Uh, have you uh, begun to uh, recording any of that, or is it still uh, still coming up with uh, that stuff? Or yeah, we are we're still uh, working working process. on the. Uh... Oh, okay. Oh yeah, we're still working on finalizing um, like some of the like the later stuff. I mean, namely just like me uh, finalizing vocals and 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 well, come lyrics on. to make no. sure it's exactly what I want. <laughs> 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 we got the music for you. Come on! <laughs> but um, yeah, the the recording is definitely underway. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Well, we could uh, end it there. Uh, I'll play uh, the Exodus as uh the last song and uh yeah i want to thank you guys for uh coming on here and uh giving the uh the background story of the band and uh yeah we'll have to uh you know keep checking you guys out and uh be ready for the the second e is it gonna be ep that uh drops then or mm-hmm. yeah 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 that seems mm-hmm. to be the best way for uh most bands to do it like uh eps or uh uh, one or two singles uh, from from an EP or something like that, but uh, that's just the way that <laughs> that's just the way the music uh, the music scene is kind of you know they want it quick they want it fast they want it uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it makes sense because everybody every, exactly. everybody's attention spans with the, like the like TikTok and stuff like that yeah. attention spans is like. Uh, I couldn't it can imagine be kind of tough to listen to a whole album. <laughs> I couldn't imagine the the uh, people, uh, the kids or or crowds or whatever now to be like what it was for like Tool, who never came out with an album for like <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, oh, it's yeah. been seven to ten years now. I guess we're ready to drop <laughs> our our third album. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> like most i think most people would be like oh they're they're done i, I don't even i don't even listen to them anymore yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah like now it's like they want uh you know two or three eps every year and it's like <laughs> whoa <laughs> or or yeah. you know something a video a lyric video uh 
uh right it's got to be constant right. content kind of mm-hmm. live live uh video recording or something it's uh yeah the the internet yeah. has definitely changed uh the the music scene for sure and in, in both the good and absolutely. bad ways <laughs> absolutely yeah <Agreed. laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thanks again to, uh, to you guys. Uh, you guys want to drop uh, where people can uh, find you on uh, on the said social medias then <laughs> where they can listen to your stuff and download it. Yeah. Like uh, Dan said, uh, vacuous.ca uh, is the Instagram. And on that, like the on that profile, it's got the link tree to all the music and stuff. But if you go on um, on um apple music or spotify and type in vacuous ca mm-hmm. um and uh look for some of these tracks uh, you'll be able to check it out there uh okay. it's it's streaming on just about everything and we got a a um a lyric video out on youtube through slam worldwide oh yeah um, nice so uh yeah we've got some content out there but yeah like i said that's on the link tree as well so um yeah Ooh. instagram can be a can be a, a good place to start right there mm-hmm. vacuous.ca yeah how about any uh upcoming shows do you guys have any in the works or we're uh we've been kind of taking a little break to uh just finish this recording and, okay. and get okay. serious yeah. about that um yeah. but we do have uh some possible um, um like maybe like a, a small tour here a couple shows there and um, we have some stuff in the works um, for a little bit further out once once all this uh, recording is is done and we feel good about it. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. Well, like I said, thanks uh, for coming on, hopping on, and giving the story of you guys. And uh, everyone go and check out uh, Vacuous. And uh, yeah, so I'll let you enjoy enjoy your uh, the end of your weekend. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you very much for having us, man. All right. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> episode what it was at 109 with vacuous and uh yeah it's been hanging with monster podcast <laughs> and this is uh the exodus from their uh first ep and go and check it out now
And you, 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 you are listening to a monster production. <laughs> And uh, you say the the name of the band is uh, Vacuous. Oh, it's pronounced Vacuous. Uh, Vacuous. Vacuous. Okay. All right. Vacuous. Although, if you say Vacuous, I'm not going to correct you. You can say speech, right? <laughs> well, call just us whatever wanna... you want, as long as you call us. Oh no, I just want to get it right. So, <laughs> Vacuous. Yeah. Hmm. You can put a, a CA in there too. I know that there's um there's another vacuous side of the UK. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. we we put the uh, the CA on all the music and stuff just to avoid um like any potential confusion. It right. doesn't work perfectly. We get a lot of um a lot of their listeners, I think, and they get a lot of ours. Like we have a ton of plays in the UK. Oh um, yeah. Not that it, it couldn't be us, but it just seems like maybe we're getting some of theirs. <laughs> no, it's all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.